Yeah, I done did a lot of things in my day. I admit it, I don't take back what I say. If I said it, then I meant it. All my life, I won a Grammy, but I probably never. the end of that intro <laughs> not really sure what happened there but you know listen hey technical difficulties as always knew it was going to happen anyways uh what up redskins nation hope everyone's having a good evening uh we are coming to you hopefully if we don't have any technical difficulties uh coming to you live from my mother's basement so <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Burgundy Banner Unfiltered. This is your boy Keith, or as a lot of you know me as KG Skins 26. Um, welcome, welcome. I also have on the line with us uh, our good man Zeke, who was on the episode last week. What's going on, Zeke? Man, just ready to talk ball. Uh, you know, ready, ready to do another one of these unfiltered uh, Redskin fan takes. Man, I can't believe my intro went bad like that. That's horrible. I got to work on that. That was a good <laughs> intro too. Man, I was I was into it too. Man, I was I mean I was like, oh, man, all right, we got something going here, and then it just stopped, and I'm like, fuck. Well, you, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'll start it over. Let's start it over right now. Let, let's do this. We're all gonna do this together. All right, you all ready? right. We're going backwards. Let's do it. You know what though? Yeah, let's go backwards. Fuck it. All right. Let me let me let me get this thing going. All right. You ready? All right. Rewind. Yeah. I done did a lot of things in my day. I admit it. I don't take back what I say. If I said it, then I meant it. All my life I won a Grammy, but I probably never get it. I ain't never had no trophy or no motherfucking ribbon. Fuck the system. I'm that nigga. Bend the law. Cut the rules. I'm about to risk it all. I ain't got too much to lose. Y'all been eating long enough. It's my turn to cut the food. Pass the plate. Win my drink. This my day. Lucky you. Fuck you too. Woo! Y'all gotta move. Y'all gotta move. I gotta move. Give me some room. Give me some room. Give me the juice. How about the coop? How about the coop? How about the shoot? All right. Now we can get the show <laughs> yeah. started. Y'all, y'all gotta maybe move. I'll, listen, maybe I'll get it right next time. But anyways, uh, also, uh, everybody, once again, welcome to Burgundy Banner Unfiltered. This is your boy Keith. You guys already know the Twitter handle. We all know Zeke's on the line. We also have a special guest. I have to let you guys know, um, you know, I didn't really have to uh, work hard to uh, get him on here. Um, He's been wanting to, uh, you know, join a podcast and kind of give his insight. Um, But we got a special guest, uh, Mr. Eric, um, as you all know on Twitter, uh, as uh, Beers and Beers. So make sure you hit him on Twitter. What's What's going on, Eric? How you doing, man? Good man, good man. It's been a while since I talked to Zeke. That's my OG, original gardener, my man out there hoeing that rose. What's up, Zeke? How you doing? <laughs> original gardener, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Listen, I'm good, man, I'm good. I made that Listen, up today. 
Well, listen, my music choice for the intro, I was a little concerned that Zeke wouldn't, you know, know about it because we all know he's a fucking farmer and he fucking herds <laughs> tomatoes for a living. So, you know, it, I know it's no Shania Twain, Zeke, but, you know, I did the best I could. <laughs> Shania Twain, hey, man. Shania Twain can get it still. Well, listen, hey, I'm I'm happy to have you guys on. Um, you know, like I like I told you guys earlier, uh this is pretty much there's no structure to this. Uh I got a few topics in mind that I'd like to to talk about. Um pretty much see if uh we can get some conversation going on these topics that happened this week. And uh hopefully at 9:20, um I am going to here tweet out uh, the link here, once you guys get talking, uh, I'll be able to take a minute to, to work the boards here. Um, but uh, we'll get started on the, you know, these topics, get your guys' insight, uh, give it to us. Um, and hopefully, you know, at 920, if uh, folks want to start calling in, they're more than welcome to. Um, like I said, the idea is I want to try to get as many folks uh, involved in this, po- you know, the podcast as possible. Um, and I figured that this was a good way to do it. Listen, I know everyone's on Anchor and all these other sites, and those are cool, but uh, I'm kind of old school, man. I don't know how to work that stuff yet. Maybe one day we'll get there. But until then, uh, let's see if we can, you know, get some people excited to call in, give their input on uh, anything they want to talk, and we'll we'll kind of go from there. So to kick the show off, guys, uh, I definitely want to start off. As you all know, we had the draft last weekend, and, uh, you know uh, – I'm going to hold off on my opinion. Um, I know that the thing to do uh, days later is all these experts then come out and they start grading these teams based upon their draft selections. So I want to kind of start off uh, and ask the question. Um, first of all, Zeke, I know you did a little bit of research on some of the draft grades that got put out by these blue check marks that we, for some reason, pay attention to, even though nothing that they fucking say is ever right to begin with. Um, you know, I pretty much take draft grades as a uh, grain of salt. Um, but what did you see these past couple days, Zeke? Uh, well, I, I mean, I've and I've I've tweeted out several times about it. Like, you know, I I fucking hate draft grades. I think they're stupid, completely stupid. But I know a lot of people do like them, so. You know, I was able to find find some source to pull up a bunch of them where I didn't have to go chasing down a whole hell of a lot. And uh, I mean, the the one that kind of sticks out right out the gate is uh, Mel Kuyper in a C minus. Like, I, and I'm not quite sure. Uh, I mean, this guy, I, how long has he been doing draft analysis now? And you know, he gets he gets some stuff right, I guess, but more times than not, this guy's a babbling buffoon. And C minus. You know, even for somebody who doesn't like grades, that's just kind of shitty, especially considering uh, if they can keep the head the head together. And you would like to think Ron Rivera and his crew can keep the head together on Sadiq Charles. Him in the fourth round, I mean, I, I listened to the uh, Ron Rivera, uh, Kevin Sheehan uh, interview today, and that, that was one of the – I highlighted a few things that I took away from that, but one of them was how excited he is about – you know, getting him in the fourth round and, and, and possibly being a potential solution at, you know, the now big wide hole at left tackle. Uh, and I know I kind of dr- drifted off a little bit off the draft grade deal, but like, 
I, I you know, C minus. I, and I he pretty much, you know, not giving any credit on the Chase Young pick because that's a quote gimme pick. Uh, we also had Chad Reuter, A minus. Nate Davis, USA Today, A minus. Andy Benoit, MM, MMQB, B plus. Dan Kadar, SB Nation, B plus. I don't know what happened. I, I really don't even know what happened to these, you know, people's like. I don't really pay attention to hardly any of these people, but pro football focus. I know a lot of Redskins Twitter, you know, fans out there cling on every single freaking thing they put out. So they'll love that. They gave us a B. You got that for you. Uh, Mark Mack, Washington Post, B. And see, I actually like, I, you know. I actually look at these grades, and I, whenever I see a plus or a minus, I'm, like I, that instantly turns me off. Like, how, like what, what is the barometer to get a plus or a minus on a, you know, make pretend draft grade? Like we're supposed to understand what, how these players are going to be contributing, you know, three years from now. If so, you, you know, if even any of them stay, are still on the team, you hope they are, but there's no guarantees in that. Well, that's how that's how I kind of do it, like. The whole draft grade thing to me is crazy when it's only, what, four days after the draft. None of these guys have played. I almost wait till a year after before I grade the draft. Like last year with McLaurin and Haskins and uh, Jimmy Moreland, guys like that that uh, really shine for us this year. Now's the time to grade what we did last year in the draft. And then, because I'm sure these same guys that you just named probably gave us a C minus, a C plus, you know, and like there's nothing to go off of right now on how these guys will perform in the NFL because NFL is totally different than college. Does that make sense? Yeah, I definitely oh, yeah. wouldn't Absolutely. disagree. With, yeah, I wouldn't disagree but, either, Eric, uh, with that. As much as uh, I'm going to work hard and trying to disagree with you guys tonight. Um, with that, I totally agree because, you know, truthfully, at the end of the day, I don't even know what our draft grade was last year. Um, mo- mostly everyone hates the Redskins, so they, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, I think I did see some Bs out there from, from some uh, experts. Um, you know, maybe there were some Cs out there. Like, at this point, I'm talking out of my ass, but no one saw Terry McLaurin coming. I mean, everyone liked the idea yeah. that Haskins and McLaurin were, were college teammates. And there was going to be chemistry there, but no one knew how that chemistry was going to, uh, you know, produce out Can there. I be uh, honest? You know. Can I be honest real yeah. quick? Uh, I'd hate you if you weren't. When we, when we, picked, when we picked McLaurin, um, I forget who I wanted, but I was bummed out. And I looked at my wife and I said, this is bullshit. They just picked him because he went to Ohio State. There's way better players on the draft board. I don't know what they're doing. This better work out. And I remember saying that to her, but never tweeting it or never trying to be negative about the pick. And I was wrong. (laughs) Because McLaurin, over the last uh, season, has become my favorite. He's definitely one guy that that we are all looking for on Sundays. And I'll admit it right now. That's what I said. I didn't mean it. And I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, do you think now that he's on film? Well, hold on, hold on. Do you think now that he's on film that uh, he's going to go through a sophomore slump? Uh, Mm. Man, I I haven't thought about that, Keith. (laughs) 
I haven't thought about that, Keith, to be honest. Uh, there's definitely a chance of it because he is definitely going to see more attention this year than he did last year. Um, but he was the shining star, and there's not too much what other teams could be watching on video from us last year because nobody performed last year. So who are you going to watch? He was the only one that was performing. You know, we had two different coaches. Um, I still believe in Haskins. I still um, – and I hear a lot of, lot of mixed uh, mixed opinions on Haskins out there on Twitter. Um, but with what Haskins had to deal with, I don't really blame him. Um, Kerrigan didn't do much last year. So, uh, Brandon Scherf had an off year. Like, nobody in that situation – that the organization put these players in last year, nobody performed well, except for McLaurin. And now that's what teams are going to look at. So unless the other guys around him step up, yes, I think he does hit a sophomore small because he's going to need help. They're going to pay so much attention to him that he's going to need other guys to uh, to help out, which kind of puts pressure, not to switch gears, but puts pressure on the tight end position. Because if you don't have a tight end that can get open, then that's going to let them have the top over McLaurin and keep a guy deep, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll definitely uh, – I know you have some thoughts on, on tight end and, and some potential questions and, and discussions, so we'll definitely get into that. Uh, don't let me forget, though. Um, but, but right. Zeke, what, what's, your, what's your thought on that question, you know, that I threw out there? Like I said, I know it's not – really about draft grades, but, you know, do you think now that McLaurin's on film that, you know, production's going to slow down? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it could. I know that the sophomore slump with receivers has been proven time and time again to be a very real thing. Uh, obviously, he's not sneaking up on anybody. You know, you've had, you had, you had great corners tweeting out after playing him about, you know, and, and, you know, giving him play and, you know, how he approached the game. You know, he's not he, – you don't see him out there trash-talking and being all, you know, flamboyant and, you know, getting beat up by kicking nets. He, you know, he just goes out there and performs. So, I I mean, I, I certainly hope not. And I know that they certainly felt they wanted to get it, get some help out there because, I mean, they, they, they certainly got big plans for that you know, number uh, 66 pick, uh, I, they, I mean, he's going to be a big part of the offense going forward too. So, I like, maybe them bringing in some other guys to, uh, you know, get get a little uh, – get some more attention to not just carry. So, I mean, yeah, it could happen. I mean, it, you know, we're starting but, with a new coach. They, and, didn't, they list, didn't they list Antonio Gibson as a running back? They did, but yeah, I think, well, uh, yeah, I think opinion around Twitter and, and a lot of uh, what these uh, experts um, are saying is, uh, you know, obviously he, he lined up more as a wide receiver than he did running back. Now, I could be wrong. Um, I'm just pretty sure that that's what I was reading. Uh, I'm not a guru. Uh, I, I read that yeah, also. Ahead. But then that's why it was kind of threw me a curveball today when I seen that the team listed him as a running back because after he was drafted, we heard about wide receiver, wide receiver, he's going to be a wide receiver. But then the team listed him as a running back. And I didn't know if maybe you guys heard more about that. That was another one of the takeaways from Ron Rivera's uh, 
interview with uh, Sheehan. He talked, you know, they were. He talked about him specifically lining him up all over the place, and because uh, Sheehan basically asked him point blank about, you know, the running back wide receiver designation, and he he and he basically said his answer to the question was, "What's the play call?" Because they're going to light him up all over the place. They they they're going to use him as a decoy. I mean, he's got you know, return, uh, kick return, punt return, you know, he, he could be a special teams player. So, I mean, I, I honestly don't think that, you know, the halfback title or whatever they're listing him as on the roster, I, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe he lines up in the backfield a lot, but they're going to, they're, they're going to be motion. He's going to be in motion quite a bit. I, I don't know how often they're going to turn around and hand him the ball. Uh, I mean, they may. I mean, you, you know, I'm, if, if if he's back there, they may, you know, get a maybe Dwayne sees something, and you know, they they call a different play, and he actually gets a carry. But I, my 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 feeling on it is from listening to you know the head coach is that they that he's just basically X. They're going to move. I mean, they're going to put him all over the field. All right, all right. Well, I kind of like that. That that's all right. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. looking at his size right now. He's very comparable. He could like for his size, he could do any position. Like he's uh what six foot two twenty, and you got Darius Geis at five ten two twenty four, and McLaurin at six foot two oh eight. So he'd be a, a bigger wide receiver, which is something that would that I, I agree with. Yeah, they, yeah, guys, some I'm, crazy I'm getting all professional. I'm looking at that. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he had like some crazy talking about stats. He had some crazy statistics too, like where at, at, every ninth touch his senior year resulted in a touchdown. Or oh. it, 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 I don't know if it was just the senior year. I, I I I honestly can't remember that part of it. I apologize, but he, I do remember him talking about that. Like his every like I, I'm assuming I, it was just for the senior season, but like every ninth touch resulted in a touchdown the, the the kid has big big play he's he's a very explosive player yeah he seems to be very comparable in size to i guess the closest one on roster uh is oh never mind i'm sorry i lost my thought there sorry guys well that's okay i was just gonna tell you i'm pretty much stupid as fuck um to the situation um, hey guys, but we're talking you... about news. We knew that. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My bad. Oh, my bad. That was my fault. Well, no, 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 my bad. Let him have yeah. it. I'm gonna let you guys. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys get your laughs on. Um, hey, just to give you guys a heads up. <laughs> apparently, uh, again, having technical difficulties with the live, the link isn't going, taking it to the old episode. I don't know what's going on. I'll just have to further research. Um, so we'll still, you know, well, continue. Well, we're still but... recording, so people will be able to listen to it, you know. Yeah, all good. Hey, listen, um, I do I do have someone on the line uh, that popped in. Who's this? Hey, Keith, it's Rich. Hey, Rich, what's <laughs> going on, man? Thanks for calling in. How you doing? <clears throat> Oh, good. Just uh, I thought maybe I was the one that was dumb as shit. Couldn't figure out this link. Well, I mean, we all know that I'm supposed that to fuck. I mean, Rich, yeah, Rich, I think through the years you've told me that I'm a, a, quote, moron for the past five years now. And, you know, honestly, I'm probably not going to disagree with you at this point. 
Nah, that that's just that's just like the go to like automatic defensive go to somebody and call them a moron. Zeke knows. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I know you couldn't hear what I was go going on all the time. Um, yeah, Rich, I know you couldn't hear what was going on, but basically, uh, we've been having some pretty good conversation about uh, uh, pretty much uh, draft grades. Um, you know that that's the thing to do, especially a couple days after the draft. Um, you know, and uh, we we kind of gave a list out of some of the research that we did uh, from the quote experts, the chat marks that uh, give their analysis. Uh, but you're definitely a guy that I, I love to listen to uh, when it comes to opinions, especially on on drafts. I I kind of I feel like I've known you for a long time to where I know your outlook. But you know, give me your opinion. Uh, you know, give everyone your opinion. What do you? What do you see this draft at, you know, as uh, opposed to the past two years? Well, I think, like you said, you know me well enough to say I think glass half full uh, anytime it comes to the Redskins. And honestly, I'm not going to be one of these guys that sits here and says that I watch tape or I've seen the film because I have all 22. I don't know dick about any of these guys <laughs> except for Chase Young. So all these guys to me, when I see the highlights, I get sized. I go, man, this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, a great pick. I don't care if it's a seventh rounder. When I see these guys in uniform, I just think automatically they're, be, they're going to be contributors. But me, I mean, I feel like the first two picks, I'm all in with Chase Young and Antonio Gibson. But even the later guys, like the, the kid from Liberty, I love him. I love his catch radius from all the highlights I've seen. I mean, I, I'm in love with the draft class. But, again, I was in love with Bruce Allen's draft classes, too, so I might not be the best judge of players. Yeah, I'm I'm just like you, and, and I've said that before. When it comes to these college players, I don't know dick because I don't follow college. Um, so the last thing I'm going to do is pretend to know that, uh, you know, and, and give a draft grade on players, which – if you really do the research and look through the years, I mean, draft grades are about as bullshit as mock drafts are. Um, let's be honest. I mean, you know, you, truthfully, and uh, Eric, uh, we have Eric on the line, by the way, Deers and Beers, and he brought up a good point, Rich. He said that, you know, draft grades seem to be meaningless when you do them four days after, you know, ha- you know having a draft that it seems like the draft grades uh, should wait a year, see how these, you know, these guys play out within their role and then uh, grade these teams on on how they drafted them. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Because I mean, we don't, we know firsthand how that is in, in 2012, your guy, Robert Griffin at the time, they make the draft pick, and of course it's an A, and even after the 2012 season or leading up into the playoff game, it's an A, and then all of a sudden now it's a D, and some people may even call it an F. So, yeah, giving draft grades 30 seconds after the pick is taken are silly. I know these guys have to do it. I saw uh, Pete Prisco uh, responding to somebody on Twitter saying, hey, this is my job. I'm supposed to do it, so I have to do it, so I get it. But anybody that puts stock into it and starts posting that their team got an A, you're an idiot. It's like posting your fantasy football grades. You're you're a moron. It means nothing. And that that's uh, how I, I that's how I live my life. You're morons. <laughs> I, I did. Well, I tell I you what. That, I, I, <laughs> I man, I pulled it up while you, while you were talking, and just just to kind of look over at the last four or five drafts. And man, these uh, you know, and and no wonder everybody's so high on Kyle Smith as they should should have been, and 
after after the last two drafts alone, he you know my tweets my tweets back it up, man. I was I, you know all in with the guy. And so glad that he got promoted. And hearing Ron Rivera talk about him, how much he loved you know that he's a young budding star. The dude is he's it's unbelievable his eye for talent. But it you know the drafts that we've had these past you know we had a lot of picks last year. And we can't really talk about that too much because we there's still so many unknowns. But there's you know, out of one, two, three, four. Ten draft picks last year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight of them, eight of them, uh, you know, made the team, practice squad, et cetera. Eight of those ten picks actually, you know, were on the team, still on the team. Uh, the year prior to that, the Payne year, Deron Payne, you know, first. Guy, Deron uh, Christian. Troy Apke. Is Apke still on the is he still on the squad too? Yes. Okay. Well I loaded up the roster. I loaded up the roster today. And he's on the roster today. Okay. Yeah. Well but anyway, like the last the last several drafts, I don't know how you like, you know, any anybody would give anything other than what the Redskins have done in the draft as an A. I'm not going to say A plus or A minus because I think that's ridiculous and stupid. So I'm just going to say A. A every year, and if, I don't care if they don't like it. <laughs> well, we know we know Eric gives an A every year. Um, as a lot of people. Sixteen and zero. Sixteen and zero. Sixteen and zero. I don't see why we. Six, why don't we think? A, why do we think? Nineteen and zero. Nineteen no, sorry, nineteen no. Sorry, I gotta change my yeah, I gotta change my tweet. Catch me on that next time. Uh, yeah, no, I, I got I got busted up on Twitter today about that. Somebody asked me what about a or somebody tweeted out what you think you know about the Redskins projection and I tweeted sixteen and oh. You know, one of Keith's favorite rah rah things to do. Uh sixteen and oh. And, and I think it was uh oh Lord, it might I don't know. I've seen a bunch of different ones. I've seen Mark Mark uh, from Hogs Haven, I think he predicted six and ten. But the but the the the, the I forget how he worded it, but it, it was it, it was kind of corny. I, I love I love you, Mark, but that was corny as hell. I just can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Well, hey, listen, just rewind you for know, a second. Uh, the, the, the Kyle Smith comment that Zeke just said, I did read somewhere uh, from an NBC Washington reporter tweeted out that. Uh, that Kyle Smith took the podium every uh, day of the draft, and even though his title isn't GM, it, he has the feel of the GM role and expects him to expand even farther in the organization. And uh, I know it's all speculation right now, but I'm for I'm for it too, Zeke. I'm on your side with this one with Kyle Smith. Love the guy. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and they asked him that on – they asked him that on uh, – uh, that was another key end point uh, that on, and Ron Rivera asked him straight up about the GM thing too, man. I, Kevin Sheehan is like a rose in a sea of cow shit in DC media. There's very few of them, and he's one of the, you know, at least I would say he's one of the better ones. You know, I, he, there's some stuff is annoying, but he was hitting all the big bullet points as a Redskin fan and the GM title, and he, he Ron Rivera basically said, hey, that's. You know, that's above my pay grade, but, you know, obviously he, he loves where everything's going at. And the last three drafts, he talked about that again. He's he brought that up several times about the last three drafts and having players on the field and 
contributing that you're finding in the third round and below. And that's, man, that's such a hard thing to do in the NFL. And this dude seems to lock down a starter or two every single draft past round four. I mean, I think this is an obvious question, but, but Rich, you think uh, Smith is going to get the title eventually? Yeah, I mean, the guys have already touched on it. I think that even under, you know, when he's been here for the past few years, I think he's been operating um, maybe just by himself. But as a de facto GM, even though we know Bruce Allen was calling all the shots, but, I mean, all you've heard for the past few years is, is how good Kyle Smith is. And, and eventually his role, whether it was with the Redskins or somebody else, was going to be a general manager. So I don't. I think it's the worst-kept secret in Washington that eventually he is going to get that title and I mean, I think I know I'm thrilled with it. I'm sure everyone else will be too. Right on, it's spot on, man. Because it, I mean, and I know this year they're already promoted when Rivera came to town, anyway. Because prior to this season, he was he was mostly just it was all college, college. You know, he he ran the draft, he ran the scouts. You know, he set the board. He it was his baby running the draft. He would run the draft room. That's how it's been the last several years. This year. He's actually, you know, on, 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 he's the head guy on the pro, the, you know, the pro player personnel, not just the college. So they're, they're expanding his role already that started this year. I can't, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, worst kept secret. That's, that's pretty much spot on because there's no way Dan's going to let him, you know, get out the building. He's, he made that, he, he, you know, he, he may never talk about it, but, you know, fight wise, when Sean McVay goes to the Rams and lights it up, you know, that, you know that had to burn Snyder's ass. Well, I think we all know, too, that Ron Rivera's calling the shots um, as well, but I think they're calling the shots yep. together. And uh, I'm fine with that as long as uh, they're doing it together and the marriage works. We all know when the marriage doesn't work, that's when uh, you have a shit ton of problems that uh, we've seen through the year. A lot of so, yeah, and you know, like I said, this is only this is only the first year. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, uh, the first year of uh, Jay Gruden was okay as well. You know what I mean? It, it's, you know, year two, year three before uh, you know you start seeing the the egos uh, check in. However, it seems and appears that with these two calling the shots together, um, the marriage is going to work. I really do. I like it on all fronts, and that's. That's been the main message, and you know, like when through the whole draft thing, like you know, brought it up already. Him, him being, you know, taking questions each day. Him and Ron both were taking questions, and you know, and and he they he, they talked about it frequently about you know how how they got you know they got together at the end to you know assess you know where they were going to go, and and you know like they weren't going to push this and push that and. You know the different that 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 interview with uh, Sheehan with Ron, man and and that's something else compared to what we've had the last few years with Jay Gruden and his press conferences and it seems like some of the 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 ways he would answer shit and just have that you know I'm pissed off at the world smirk all the time on his face and I guess working for Bruce Allen I you know I give the guy a little bit of a little bit of a reprieve there but. I mean, it, it, it's been refreshing, and I know, like, it's the you know the old the old the new broom sweep clean motherfucker. So we'll see. So that kind of leads me uh, against my next question, too, though. Um, you know, getting back to the the draft selections. Um, you know, I'm going to save uh, Gibson uh, for last, 
uh, because that's going to, you know, tie me into what I really, really want to talk about. But, uh, you know, that fourth round with, uh, with Charles, a lot of people are loving that pick. And um, do, do we see Charles as a, a, a potential replacement for losing Trent? Coach Rivera does. It certainly seems that way anyway. They're, they're, they, he, 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 you know, mentioned him, spoke about him. Uh, I mean, you know, I, he had that one incident in college, and, you know, he, he talked about that the program they've got instilled now. Uh, you know, Doug Williams is a big part of that on the player side and getting these guys in the right, you know, environment and culture and all. But, I mean, you know, the guys – that was one of the things I read that the tape didn't match the talent always. So I think it might be a motivational type thing, but the kids got the talent to be, to be a starting left, left tackle in the NFL. We'll just see if this coach and staff can get it out of them. Now, I mean, that, I mean, I, I certainly think the talent's there, so there's no reason to think why he couldn't be a, a long-term replacement. Uh, Rich or Eric, either one of the, you guys might disagree, but I mean, that's, I mean, he could be. I mean, the guy, if he did, if he doesn't have those issues that 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 incident at LSU, you know, he's he's what, taken what a lot higher incident? than that. Like I'm hearing about incident. Like what, what? What? Like was it that horrible? Like I don't know. I don't know what what incident happened in college. Like if it was just weed, I'm I'm nowadays. You know what I mean? Like I think it's legal in DC now. Like I don't see it being a problem in the future. Is that what the issue was with him in college? Did he smoke a little pot? Who didn't smoke pot in college? Yeah, I, I honestly, I'll be completely honest with you. I, I really don't know what the issue was. That's what Ron Rivera was talking about. He said he that was his his slide in the draft was because of the one incident at at college, and I feel like a yeah. ass that I didn't actually find out what the is. I'm looking for it now, so. Eric, I think yeah, you're correct. I, uh, I think it was. I think it was a, a weed situation, which that, that's what really at the end of the day, like, yeah, like really at the end of the day, that weed isn't even a thing anymore um, at this point. I mean, hell, Trent Williams smoked the weed too, so you know it is what it so is. Yeah, so it sounds like a perfect replacement. <laughs> like oh yeah, man, I'm 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 pro. I have no problem with it at all. It is what it is. Rich, you know what I mean? Different times now. Rich, you got any thoughts on Sadiq? Yeah, I mean, listen, again, I don't watch tape. I don't watch film. I listen to the guys that, that do uh, watch the tapes. And Sheehan had a guy on right after the draft, and, and he mentioned, again, the trouble that Charles got into. And he said, you know, without that, the guy's NFL ready, body, strength, um, pros, obviously he's going to have some weaknesses, kids like 21 years old, but he said, other than that, this kid's ready to play, plug him in at left tackle. You know, if it wasn't for the situation that guys couldn't get into the building, they thought, yeah, and he'd be a day one left tackle starter. But with this stuff going on, it might take him a while to get up to speed. But if somebody that covers the SEC says this guy can play, Hey, I think he can play. Yeah, I agree. Sure. I mean, I what, what do we do with Penn? Then what do we do with Penn? Is he under contract? What's up? He's not even on the roster right now. I'm so I guess free agent. Yeah, so I yeah. guess that's I guess that's the the plan is to is to just go go with the the rook, I guess. Well, no, not necessarily. They, he, you know, he met, you know they still have Jerron Christian, obviously, and I know that's not going to really fucking Ooh. excite anybody. But I mean, they still have him and. 
he mentioned him, and the uh, they they brought in a couple tackles too. Um, I can't. Uh, Cornelius. Oh man, I'm drawing a Lucas. blank. Cornelius uh, Lucas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, he 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 mentioned him too. So, I and and because she ain't, like I said, man, she ain't, like, I I love the way he interviews because he more or less like he was giving these like point. He's got plenty of years of experience, obviously, but he's leading him in these questions. And one, that was one of the questions too. Like, it, is it is it fair to say that your starting left tackle is not currently on the roster? And you know, and he obviously said they're always look. You know, the typical coach speak line. Well, we're always looking to evaluate and then, you know, enhance any position. And if something becomes available, we'll look into it. But we feel really good about the guys we have in here right now. You, you know, it's just it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're just not expected to say anything different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna see much until OTA start, and that's when you know you can pretend like you know what they're doing out there, and you know. Uh, who's doing what, and that, that's when a lot of people like to give their assessment as well. Um, I pretty much give it no no attention whatsoever until I, I see week one and see them, you know, playing on the field. I'll, I'll even pay attention during preseason, but, again, it's very difficult to measure these guys even in preseason, uh, you know, depending on, you know, are they playing starters, are they playing first, you know, second, third, you know, third-string guys, team, you know, guys that are trying to battle out and make the teams. It's just – uh, it, it's a little bit too much for my brain to comprehend. So, really, as you all know, we all become, you know, judges and critics uh, come week one. If they start blowing assignments, you know, we're the first to call that out, uh, you know, on Twitter. It's just, you know, it's a thing that we do. Um, but that, it, that it seems me like – I've been uh, I've been to OTAs quite a few times, and I'm going to tell you guys an insight. Like these fans that they go to OTAs and they and they come on the Twitter and they say stuff about how well this guy's doing, that guy's doing. Man, we go there and we eat barbecue and we stand about 50 yards away and do what we're doing right now. And there's not much to really see. Like everything's moving in slow motion. There's no pads. Um, so how some of these guys can go on and – try to report what they're seeing and and grading these players as what role they'll play during the season, man, it's it's garbage. It's not true. Just, well, just hell, want to put that the out time, there. Yeah, half the time the people that go out there, and, and, and I'm not including you, um, which which I'm kind of surprised that, that, that you say that, Eric, because <laughs> I, I know with you being rah-rah, you want to see the good in everyone. Um, it's difficult for you to talk negative and, and, and that's what I've always respected about you, um, is I I know that at the end of the day, you're, you're a Redskins fan and you want everyone to succeed. And I, I can never knock you for that. I know in the past I used to, uh, go crazy on the raw, raw fans. used to drive, I'm not going to lie. used to drive me fucking nuts. Like, like, I muted you for a guys, while, so now, now let's get it all out in the air. <laughs> I know you did until until one day you one day you unmuted me and I helped you find your very first Redskins pair of Nikes, and all That's of a true. sudden you know That's you and true. yep you and I you know became good again. But you know the raw raw fans they just they 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 don't see they they they, they don't see the negative in anything. They just love their team and that's you know how they want to how they want to view things, um, well, you know, I, and that's I do the fine. Same. I'm, just, I'm just trying to tell you guys, don't listen to everybody that has an opinion at OTAs because it's really, 
kind of I was just trying to agree with you, I guess, is it's very hard to uh, to take in and decide at OTAs how big of a role a person's going to have. Like, I met McLaurin at OTAs, very nice guy. I got to talk to him for a few minutes, watched him out there. I don't even think they threw the ball to him once when I was there that day. There is no way I knew McLaurin was going to be as good as what he was by my visit to OTAs. So when you see the guys out there, just take it with a grain of salt like we do the, the draft grades, kind of. You know, it's nice to hear, you know, and and if it pumps you up, that's, that's great. But it's not necessarily accurate because from a fan standpoint, we're a little far away and we're usually eating barbecue. Just saying. Yeah, I, I, I call OTAs the, the Terrell Pryor effect. Um, we all dude, know how that so was. He was so nasty. Dude, that, that dude was the most amazing football player in camp that anyone could ever see. Don't know what happened to him during the season, but um, yeah, never again. Yeah, never again will I put any stock whatsoever in any type of training camp OTAs at all. Period. Um, and really, to be honest with you, I shouldn't put stock any other time either because. A lot of the stuff, and I'll be honest, a lot of the stuff that I've learned about certain positions that I never really paid attention to before are from, like, you guys. You know, when, when Zeke's talking, Rich is talking, you know, there's a lot of other uh, guys that I respect out there that, you know, um, you know Mark Bullock, he, that guy will put out, you know, clips. And, you know, I, I read a lot of the things that they say, but I'm actually learning from the things that they say. But if you notice, I don't really talk a lot about uh, other types of positions because I'm not kind of well-versed, uh, so to speak. I mean, anyone can tell if they blew their assignment. Uh, it's pretty, that part's pretty obvious, but if you're going to ask me what X plus one, uh, X plus Y equals one banana and what that is, I couldn't fucking tell you. I have no fucking idea and I don't even want to learn it. Um, (laughs) at the end of the the day, I'm a casual fan, so I listen to the experts, but Listen, uh, while I still have Rich on the line, too, and I don't, I don't want to hold him up any longer, but I, I noticed uh, this was uh, a topic of conversation that uh, I was kind of leading yesterday, and I stopped talking about it. And the reason why was because of a little stupid Twitter incident that uh, happened with Geis. Um, people were – yeah, whatever. Fuck that guy. Anyways. This is Anyways. Listen, I started to give, you know, an actual, like, I was jumping in and I was having a serious conversation. There was no troll involved. Um, but the things that I were saying, uh, people were kind of coming back and, and like, uh, just because, you know, you don't like guys. And it, that's not the case at all. Uh, let me just be clear. I have no opinion about guys except for fuck that guy. But when it comes to him on the field, li- I, listen, I, I want to be clear, too. And I, I hate to, to waste time to even say this. Guys does a lot of great things for Redskins fans. Can't take that away from him. Um, the situation that went on was kind of just a, a misunderstanding. Look, I, I caught, I tweeted something. For some reason, he chose me. He didn't like it. He said what he had to say. But to get back to you know what I'm saying, so take all of that aside because I, I that is not a part of this conversation whatsoever. Obviously, with us drafting Gibson. And if Gibson is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, positioned at running back, we've got a loaded backfield. And so I noticed today on Twitter that that topic was kind of uh, a 
little hot with a lot of people. A lot of people had their opinions. I did see, Rich, um, I want to reach out to you first on this. I did see what you said, but let me, what's your opinion on this crowded backfield situation now? I don't have Rich. Rich hopped off the line. All right, so uh, same question. Zeke? I guess Rich was like, fuck oh. this shit. I'm out of here. This guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, Rich, he Rich was like, he got his face. Rich was like, oh, oh shit. They're over here talking about. Yeah. They're over here talking about, holy fuck. You know, my computer screen turned off, so I wasn't paying attention to it. And I would have seen that he dropped off. But we started talking about. OGA, yeah, well, we were. Like, my man was like, fuck yeah, this shit, gone. I'm out of here. Zeke, Zeke, yeah, do me a favor. Yeah. See, if you, yeah. see if you can get him back on the line. Because, uh, again, I bring this up because I think what he's going to say, I want to hear your guys' opinion, and I want to kind of to, to shout out. Tell him if he can to call back in. Yeah, I'm going to direct message him on Twitter right now. All right, appreciate all right, it. I'm going to show up with my opinion if that's all right. Because I heard a couple yeah. of things out there about leaving uh, AP go. Some people are saying about Geis will go. But let's, so who do we have? We have AP in the backfield, Geis, Bryce Love. They put this Gibson guy back there. Am I missing anybody? Who else am I missing? AP, uh, Geis. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Geis, Bryce Love, and now they listed Gibson as a running back. I think that's all I'm missing. So we got – yes, there's four. So what, we're saying one has to go to make the 53-man roster. So then I really don't think they let AP go. Like with Well, AP we got five being, five guys, right? Oh, well, yeah, they, Or Barber Payton. Yeah, Barber Payton. Or Payton Barber. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, McKissick. We got five. And McKissick. And McKissick. And, yeah. Well – uh, yeah, ah. he's a running back. I mean, they, he's on the roster. So, yeah, AP, yeah, yeah. and Listen. Love. Yeah, you got and, McKissick, and Barber. Yeah, you got McKissick, Barber, Love, AP, and yeah. then now you have Gibson. So, there's your five. I, so, I really don't, I really don't yeah, see well, us go. I mean, got Darius Geist is so sick, technically. I, I don't see us even Love go without seeing what he can do. I really don't see that happening. Um, like we, we were no, patient with him. High draft pick. Yeah, he had a high draft pick. We, we we gave him time to heal from his uh, ACL injury. I don't I don't see them just releasing him before we can see what he can do. All right. Um, nope. AP. I well, hey, man, there's no hey way guys, no listen, way you let listen, AP hold on. walk. Guys, 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 guys. Um, hold on, I got Rich back on the line. So sorry to cut uh, you off. We're we're all gonna get back to this. No, um, no, that's fine. Rich, my bad. Yeah, Rich, my bad. I didn't see that you had dropped off. And uh, one of the uh, I, I wanted you to get back on because uh, and the reason I, I wanted you to call back in was because uh, I had had yesterday started a conversation about the backfield. Um, and I know some people were talking about it. Um, and everyone kind of tossed around their their opinions. But I happened to see today that that you were you know, talking about it. As, as it stands right now, if we were to count the number of backs that we have, I mean, we have five. So I know you tweeted about this, and you had an opinion on who you think was going to stay and go. Um, who was that, Rick? Uh, Peterson. 
I just don't see with the backfield that they have right now when you count Bryce Love, Darius Geis, J.D. McKissick, um, obviously Gibson they drafted, Peyton Barber. I think it's Peterson as the odd man out. He does. There's nobody in that building that has a real allegiance to Adrian Peterson. Bruce Allen's gone. Jay Gruden's gone, even though Gruden hated him. So I think at 35 years old, you're looking for guys for the future. Barber's 25 or 26. McKissick's 25 or 26. Obviously, Love is a second-year guy. Geis, second-year guy. I mean, these well, third-year technically, but those guys are young. Those guys are the future. I don't think they want to waste their time handing the ball to Adrian Peterson and let him get his six or seven yards, you know, every three three carries. So I just don't think Peter Peterson makes the uh, team if everybody's healthy, if guys is healthy, if Love is healthy. That's the caveat. They have to be healthy. Okay. Uh, Eric, go ahead, man. I know you were talking about it. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, yeah, what, I'm what sorry, was your Richard. On it? I, I, just, I disagree. Uh, like, I just – I don't know, maybe it's the raw, raw fan in me right now, but I don't see how we can let go of Adrian Peterson, who is obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has a lot to teach these young guys, and uh, I just think the experience there might speak for itself. But you make some very good points that he has no allegiance there, and it didn't dawn on me until you said it. And now I'm scared that Adrian Peterson is going to be cut. Rich, so, Rich, Rich, let me ask you, though, with, with you saying AP, I mean, what would be the purpose to even bring him into camp uh, just to cut him? Uh, I mean, is that something that we would do to, you know, a Hall of Famer? I mean, I know it's been done before with other guys like Emmett Smith and so on, but, I mean, you honestly believe that we would, you know, bring these guys in and, you know, bring AP and then say, oh, sorry, not you? Well, I think at the time when they bring Peters in, obviously McKissick's not on the roster. Um, obviously Antonio Gibson's on the roster because they hadn't had the draft yet. Peyton Barber's not on the roster. So at the time, you're looking at a backfield that was what? You know, Chris Thompson was an impending free agent. You had Geis who missed some time again last year. And then you've got Peterson, and then you've really got nothing. So you're bringing Peterson back as almost a safety blanket to say, okay, here we are. But now all of a sudden, all these pieces are falling into your lap with McKissick, and Love is probably healthy, and then you've got guys rehabbing, and he's fine, and then you're, you're signing Peyton Barber. Now all of a sudden, you've got guys back there, and one of them, one of them's not going to make it. And I just don't see how, at 35 years old, that it's that Adrian Peterson makes a team. I just don't understand how he'll do it. Well, what I would disagree with is, okay, so we move. Let's say they move Gibson and name him as a wide receiver like they were talking about in the draft, which I'm totally surprised that they listed him as a running back. So I think they move him to wide receiver. So now we're down to five. Would you really sign or want uh, Peyton Barber or McKenzie over Adrian Peterson, in your opinion? Like, if you were yeah. a GM, if you, were, you would take one of those – and which one would you take over Adrian Peterson? Because I guess it's, I guess it's out of the bag that we're keeping Geist in love because they kind of fell out of the conversation. So, which one of Barber or McKenzie would you have take Adrian Peterson's spot? Well, that's the thing. I think you have Barber who can handle the ball. In 2018, the guy almost ran for 1,000 yards on limited carries, averaging four yards a carry. So, the guy can, can handle the ball. And then you've got a guy like McKissick that'll catch 30 passes in a Seattle offense or a Detroit offense. What's he going to do in an offense like this where Scott Turner's going to throw the ball to the backfield? That, that's something that, that Peterson can't do. Peterson cannot come out of the backfield, and I understand he had some catches last year, but that's not his game. It's never been his game. 
So I think with this offense that, that Scott Turner's going to run, what we saw what McCaffrey did in, in Carolina, I don't think that Peterson offers the same value as a guy like McKissick or obviously Gibson or Love and even and even Barber. Okay. Zeke, what you I got? I see it. I don't want to admit it. Uh, I'm not ready. I, I mean, I'm not ready yeah, like I'm, I'm like somewhere laying in the middle, and I, and really, I I see I understand uh, what Eric's saying, and I I think maybe like if I'm gonna support that camp, my my thoughts are, you know, Adrian Peterson brings a lot of veteran leadership to a room with a lot of young guys in key positions, and you know, and and maybe they get that leader because. I, I don't. I, I'm not sure about McKissick, but Barber's been in the league a few years, so he. I mean, he could probably. I, I. I don't know what kind of guy he is as far as a locker room guy. So I. I would see value in that aspect of it. That being said, you know, if if they can find you know veteran leadership uh, somewhere, you know, I mean, there's and there's some veterans on the offensive side of the ball, and that. But then how many games are we going to get out of Geis? Let's be completely honest. So far, this podcast, and what I'm respecting about this podcast, is different than everything else. Is We're being completely honest with each other. How many games are we going to get out of Geis this year? And I'm not bashing the guy because I'm not saying it's his fault that he gets well, injured. So anybody that's saying okay. don't blow me up, I'm just saying. Find, like, find, so, find, find me a guy. Find me someone who can answer that question and then immediately ask him for the Powerball numbers. Because that's okay. what it would. I mean, I don't know. I who knows, man. It who knows. I mean, it. I mean, it. It don't look good. I, I would say, another, uh, any setback would probably be devastating to his career. So, like, it's it's probably the get right and you know go show for Geis. I would think. Well, yeah, we all know think. with yeah, we we all know with Geis' two injuries. I mean, he he's got to be on the bubble at this point. Now, I will say, you know, especially this last injury. I mean, you can't avoid a helmet to the leg. I mean, it's not like you know Geis asked for that no. to happen. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna label Geis as injury prone. It's just it, it, it gets to a point where it's just unfortunate. And at the end of the day, in this business, you need guys out there on the field that are gonna produce. Um, Geis, a, a lot of people have said, you know, a lot of people, we, we saw flashes in Geist, and I think we want to hold on to those flashes because there is potential for, you know, Geist to become, uh, you know, the running back that we need to produce numbers, um, you know, on the field. Uh, I'm not going to deny that at all. He's remarkable. When healthy, we've seen it. He's, he's, he's a remarkable athlete because I'm not just trying to bash the guy because, you know, I, I probably came off pretty negative there. But, like, he's remarkable whenever – he can play, you know, but I just think, I think though, and, and I don't disagree with you, but I think that a lot of fans get caught up with all the, all the off the field stuff and how different he's been on social media, as opposed to uh, past, you know, uh, athletes on the team, you know, he, he's really interactive and, you know, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, I've had some personal experiences, as Rich said, my guy, uh, you know, RG3. And that did play a little biased role for me to, you know, uh, defend, uh, you know, Robert the way that I did through the years. Um, but a, a logical person thinking uh, and speaking, I'd have to agree with Rich when he said, if you look now, what was the, the, the draft grade? I'd have to say it's an F because guy's no longer on the team. He had injury problems, um, you know, and, and it is what it is on that. But 
I think that that's where the fans currently are with guys right now is no one wants to say it because, you know, we all, uh, well, you all like guys um, and, you know, think he's a cool dude. I think he's a cool dude too. I think that, you know, um, he needs to stay off social media a little bit. Uh, I think he needs to chill with some weird things that could perceive. And I only say that in the sense of don't give media the attention that they give players just don't do it like so if it looks shady or if it's perceived shady just don't do it but if we're talking on field performance guys has shown guys has shown promise that he could potentially you know produce numbers he just hasn't stayed on the field and at the end of the day shoulda coulda woulda and so you know yesterday when i was uh discussing this topic i i really couldn't do it with people because people were coming back and saying ah you're just saying that because you don't like guys that's not true i can separate the the stupid little twitter drama uh you know uh, of Dwayne haskins x over talking about can the guy because at the end of the day i don't fucking care i just want the guy to be on the field and produce numbers that's all i fucking care about i want to win and I want guys who are going to be on the field that are going to help us do that. But if you're hurt, you can't do that. And at the end of the day, a decision has to be made. Also, I'm biased with me saying that Geis is, uh, pro- probably would be the one to get cut was because there's you know, been some you know, speculation and talk from some folks that are close to other folks that said that Ron Rivera isn't exactly a Geis guy. And when he was in Carolina, I mean, and again, this is speculation. Take what I say with a grain of salt because this shit gets told six different ways, I'm sure. But I personally, I think a lot of people will be shocked. And I think that if uh, these guys get out there and everyone's busting their ass, I think if someone's got to go, it's going to be guys. Yeah, well, your number one, your number one availability uh, ability is your availability, and if you're not available, you're not helping anybody. Doesn't matter how talented you are. And I, hey, look, man, they, I, you know, we talked about this, you know, not just you, we, you had mentioned that before. I mean, they, they, they took, they had him off the board, right? They didn't even have he had him off the board. Wasn't that again, part of that, the key? Uh, that was, but again, again, let me just reiterate that. You know, rumorville talk coming from people, from people, from people. So I don't want to put too yeah. much stock in that. But the people that tell you this, they're they're kind of reliable. And they're not sources; they're just people, and they're reliable when they're, you know, with the things that they say because they've been right on so many other situations. I can tell you right yeah. now, uh, one guy that I talked to, um, one guy that I talked to, he basically will 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 say something. But there's no way that you can, can can go out in the Twitter world and say it because you're, you'll never be 100% sure. And then what will be said to me is watch it play out in the end. And then in the end, it always becomes true. And it's, it's happened so many times. But, again, it's not stuff that I want to tweet about because, you know, I don't, I'm already an idiot. I don't even want to be made to be more of an idiot. But, you know, Rich, so with me saying Geist, because I know you disagree, I think Geist is actually number one. I, I believe what I saw was Geist was potentially number, your number one guy to, to, to go in and start. Is that is that true? Did I read that right? No. No, I, I, honestly, oh. as we talk, if, if Geist turned out to be the odd man out, 
I wouldn't be surprised only because of his injury history. And that's why I said with all things being equal, if everybody's healthy, I mean, and here's the thing. We're talking about this in April, almost almost May. The guys haven't even been on the field together. I mean, it's so hard to say, well, Rivera's not a guy's, a guy's guy or Scott Turner's not, you know, a McKissick guy or whatever. I mean, they haven't even stepped on the field yet. Once right. everybody gets in the building and you see these guys taking live reps, a lot of these guys that say, oh, that's not my guy, they turn into their guy once they see these guys play. And the same could be said for Peterson. Maybe Peterson comes there and blows them away. I just think if they are all healthy, all the backs are healthy, I just don't see the upside to having a 35-year-old running back. But, again, if Geis was the odd man out for whatever reason, I would not be shocked. Not at all. I honestly think Peyton Barber will be the starting running back. Well, it's funny that you say that because, again, coming from a guy, from a guy, from a guy, if you do the whole telephone story, they said that if the season were to start today, Barber would be our starting running back. Now, that speaks volumes. It doesn't necessarily mean he's our starting running back, but that speaks volume because basically what you're saying there is Barber is the durability. I mean, when you look at AP, he's a one-trick pony, right? One-trick pony. AP's not going to shock you on the field anymore. Um, you're not cutting – like, people that say Bryce Love, you know, going to get cut. How, how do you think that he's going to get cut? Why even draft him? We drafted him knowing that he was hurt. So we're going yeah, to give Kyle him a Smith shot. Right. Yeah, and we're, we're going to give him yeah, a shot. The guy, yeah, the guy idiot. is talented, but we have to see that. And I just don't – I don't see us drafting someone that we're going to cut two years later of that potential caliber. You know, and again, this is just me thinking logically. You know, then you got McKissick. McKissick loves uh, and can run the same offense style that Ron Rivera likes. You got Gibson. Obviously, Gibson's not going anywhere. That leaves guys. And now if you're talking about, you know what, I don't want to talk about the speculation part because you, you can never know if you're right or wrong on that. At the end of the day, it's the injury, you know, history. And I, I, I think that if it does happen, because for me, I can't, I feel like I just don't see AP getting let go. I don't because I feel like, this is not a Emmett Smith situation where, you know, he, he, he gets let go and then he hops on another team. I think if AP gets let go, that's it. I don't think anyone else is going to pick him up. I think uh, football is weird these days, man. Even these younger guys that, that have had potential character issues like Des Bryant, some of these guys, their careers end early for so many different reasons and teams just don't want to pick them back up. And it, it, it's almost a shame because, you know, there's a lot of talent, I think, that gets left out and not brought back in because of, you know, all these uh, off-the-field, you know, type of situations that may happen or even on-field situations. So that's why I kind of said, you know, guys. But like I said, I guess it just wasn't a conversation I could have with a lot of people because everyone was on my case about, you know, that whole stupid-ass situation, you know, with that. Well, and Peter, when Peterson, I think, was on, Peterson was on the streets. Two years ago, it was. It took a knee injury for Geis, if I'm correct, for the Redskins to make the move to sign Peterson. Nobody was even, no one even gave him a nibble until Geis blows his knee out. So look at that turn of events. If Geis doesn't blow his knee out and he starts the season and he plays, does anyone even take a flyer on Peterson at that point? We're talking August that they they brought yeah. him in. He, this wasn't June or April. I mean, it was late. Free agency's done. Camp's done. Preseason games are underway. 
I, I mean, that's again, I just think he's had some really good games here, kind of a resurgence, but I just, I don't know, 35 just scares me. Although yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that, and that's and Rich. That's why I say that you know if he gets cut, that's it. He's probably not going to pick up another job with another team, uh, unless you run into a, a situation like that where there's you know a, uh, an injury, um, you know, to to that prospective position. So, well, listen, Rich. I appreciate you getting back on the line, man. I just I wanted to get your take on that. You know, like I said, I know that that, that we get on there and, and, and call each other fucking idiots and morons and, and all that good shit. But at the end of the day, man, you always bring good content when it comes to the Redskins. So I appreciate you taking the time calling in, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, supporting this show. And like I said, man, I, I'd love to have you on, you know, uh, it, it, as much as possible. Because like I said, you know, when you talk, there's definitely things to learn. So I appreciate you, man. No, I appreciate it too. So I'll continue to support it and give me a call. I'll call you guys when I'm ready to talk and get me on. Oh yeah, man. All right, sounds good. You're always a blast, dude. It's always a blast when you're on. Thanks, fellas. All right, Rich, man. Have a good night, man. I'll talk to you later. You too. See you. Hey Keith. Hey Keith. Hey, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. I just pulled. Hold on, guys. I just pulled someone else on the line. Uh, Who do I have? You got the boys from the Bros on the Warpath. You got the two Tonys. Oh, <laughs> uh, two Tonys calling in. All right. Is well, hey guys, twin? listen yeah, up. I, welcome to the you show, guys. It. Hey, listen. I'm gonna set you up for uh, what we've been talking about uh, once again. Uh, my old ass cannot figure out how to go live on this. I thought I knew. I'm gonna have to reach out and find out what the hell I did wrong or what I'm doing wrong. So eventually, I'll get this right. Um, but I will say, I do think that, that we've had a pretty good show and some of the things that we discussed on, and I'll definitely want you guys to chime in, but uh, Eric had uh, a point that he wanted to make. So I want to get back to that. But some of the things that we were discussing, guys, is uh, basically uh, uh, draft grades. Uh, do we think that the people that give them are legit? We talked about the crowded backfield. So, um, you know, just listen in. I'll definitely get your guys' uh, opinions here shortly. But Eric, what 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 did you have to say before I had cut you off? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I think we were talking about Hey, the new guys who just joined the line. What's your names again? I'm sorry, man. Tony and Tony. <laughs> Tony and Tony. Tony and Tony. That's easy to remember. Hey, I got a question for you, all right? Tell you that position. <laughs> What, what do you guys? I gotta fit the tight end position into this show sometime. Like, what, what do you guys feel about our tight end position? And who? And, and do you have faith in any guy on our roster to fill a starting role at the tight end position? And who would it be? Any guy currently on the roster? Um, if I if I had to start one right now, I would start Hentges. Okay, what, what do you guys think do about I, this guy? Because I'm, I'm kind of trying to pick up steam on this thought here, and I was hoping you would drop this name. You, you could throw me a curve. Uh, what about the guy from Detroit, the, the Logan Thomas? Like, he's, he's He definitely has some potential. I mean, what, he's only been playing tight end for, what, about two years now? Three. Yeah. I mean, he played uh, seven receptions. He had seven what receptions in Buffalo, 12 in 2018 with Buffalo, and then 16 in 2019. Now, uh, I can see it growing. Every every number, if you look at his stats, goes up every year. And 
with the position that we're in with that with the tight ends, I feel that that's where we really need to take a chance this year. And because it doesn't seem like they didn't draft anybody, they're, they're kind of happy. So we're taking a chance on what we have. And that guy can block, like, a, a wall. Like, I've seen some clips of his blocks in uh, Detroit just taking guys out of their cleats. And if he can catch passes and block like that, that's the man I want to play. I mean, definitely he has – he could be a hidden gem. I mean, I don't think I don't think we've seen much of him to kind of make too much of a, a, a judgment on him yet. But, I mean, it's it's a shame with, with – there's not going to be that much of an offseason that we can't see, like, on-the-field practices and stuff and, and see kind of how his development and how he's kind of fitting in to the offense that they're going to run this year. But, I mean, like, I agree with you. I mean, he – he definitely, I mean, he's there. He has upside. He's fast. I think he ran, what did he run? Like a 4-6 at the combine as a quarterback? Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fast. I mean, yeah, something, something like that. I mean, he's definitely definitely a solid blocker, which to me it seems like that's what Ron Rivera likes from his tight ends. He likes he, he likes a guy that's going to basically stick his nose in there when it comes to the running game. And if you could, if you happen to be able to catch a couple passes, I mean, Olsen, I think he got lucky having a guy that's that's basically might be a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah, if you, if you I don't know. I mean, I, I would think uh, I would think Thomas though. Just uh, my opinion, you know, I, I they're probably yeah. going to see him more traditional as a as a pass catcher. Probably, I would think. You know, assuming they're on the roster, they'll probably be the main blockers. I would think in in the run game. Right. Uh, I, I, I thought I, I saw I see Thomas more of a, a basically more of like a you know like a not a, not an H back, but they could do something like that with him. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see this Turner offense and all the all the RPO stuff that all these guys that can really you know create create in space, and that's the kind of players that this team has been. Kyle Smith has absolutely been – if you look at the team of all the guys that they draft offensively, they, they want guys that can create in space because that's the NFL. You know, because you, you, it's not going to be – you're not going to be open for long. And when you get – you know, you, when you get the ball, you got to be able to create in space and, you know, pick up first downs. It, it, I mean, it's, it, it's a simple philosophy, but, man, it seems like they're putting them all over the place. And he, I, I, I love the Thomas – I, I love Thomas personally myself. Uh, I, I had no comment or, or even thoughts about uh, Moss. I know I know a lot of people are excited about that because of the name, and you know he, I, he called a touchdown in the championship game or whatever. But uh, you know, I mean, I, that eighty Moss jersey looks pretty pretty slick. I'll say that, but like we'll we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But isn't there a reason why that Moss? Because this is this is what stops me from uh, getting so so gung ho on Moss. And maybe Tony's could could help me out. Um, he he had a I believe he had a, an operation on his foot, and he couldn't yeah, uh, Jones, participate in the, the combine. Practice, yeah, yeah, Jones fracture. Okay. It was called. Okay, I don't know. So exactly is that why is, he but... fell so far that he was undrafted, or is there other reasons? Uh, I don't think it's not very good either. The injury, the injury is what I like. A lot of the things that I read, it was it was basically because of the injury. Okay. Right, man. I mean, because I think I think if he's healthy, 
you know, he was on a he was on a championship. You know, he was he's on the championship, you know, team. You know, he made some plays. He's got a Hall of Fame pedigree in him. I mean, I, I would think out of some of the dipshits that are drafted in the seventh round, if he's healthy, he doesn't – I don't think he goes undrafted. So, you know, I, I think, and, man, it, it, that was the first announced, like, undrafted free agent signing. Like, man, they, Ron Rivera, they were, they, were, they were on that shit, like, right – because that announcement <laughs> came, like, almost immediately, you know, yeah. after the draft ended. Immediately. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I noticed one thing. I mean, the going the going theme seems to be that every one of the tight ends that Rivera's bringing in can block. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're good blockers. They're good blockers. You have you got Moss as an undrafted. You got Thomas coming in. He could definitely block. You have Henches. Henches showed that he could block. Henches showed that he could actually catch the ball too if he was given the opportunity. I I like that kid, but it seems like they're going to be doing. A lot of funky stuff with like an Antonio Gibson. Um, you're gonna have your your Sims in the slot. I mean, a lot of the, the slot wide receivers that we have, and then the big guys coming in like Antonio G- Gandy Golden. That you could even they said he knows the slot position as well. So I mean, they might be able to hide some of the the tight end receiving deficiencies with some of these other players, and just have the tight ends concentrating on blocking and have the occasional you know, catch a pass occasionally. Like like the old Gibbs era when you had like a Ron Middleton. You had a Donnie Warren who could catch the ball, but he was a hell of a blocker. You had you had Terry Orr. I mean, Terry Orr. You'd always had like one guy that was like a receiving tight end, but the rest of them could block. And yeah, they, I mean. They, yeah, the, block, the blocky thing. Let me, let me just interchange real quick on Thomas because – I was trying to think of it off the top of my head when I was talking about him, and I had to actually find it in the uh, in, in the notes that I took earlier. But I, when I was reading on him, uh, he, he blocking isn't considered his strength. However, he can be very physical on the move. So, like mm-hmm. in, in in them RPO stuff, like that, like that. I mean, that's all he's going to need to do. And, and I mean, they're not necessarily going to need him to pass pro if he's more like. Screen blocking, he's very physical at the point of attack. So, yeah, that's, that's a very common theme with these guys that he, Ron Rivera likes. Yeah. Uh, plus, plus it's it's still early. I mean, you might see a trade for a tight end, or you might see somebody like a Delaney Walker be brought in. I mean, I don't know how he is health-wise, but you might see somebody like that be brought in. And plus, I mean, after the draft now, you're going to see a lot of teams releasing a lot of players. Yep. So, oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you might see somebody that you never would have thought would have been available because they just drafted, like, two guys at the position. I mean, look at – what is it? The Bears have, have ten tight ends right now in their roster. I mean, they have a guy, J.P. Holtz. They have J.P. Holtz who was on our team who was, like, a nice Tom, little hybrid, yeah. hybrid fullback tight end slot type player that might, might fit well, you know. I mean, you you don't you don't know. I mean, that's that's the good thing that there's a lot of opportunities, and plus we have we have a shit ton of cap room. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to be trying. They're going to be hopefully eating into some of that here soon too for Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see them get the fucking deal done before the season starts. I would love well, hey to guys. Too, because I think it would even. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Guys. No. That's okay. Hey, listen, I I know that you guys love talking about the tight ends, 
For some reason, it sounds like your jollies are getting off, but uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. He does My love opinion a good on this. Tight end. <laughs> Hold on one second. We got a we got a caller on the line. I'm going to pull him in. Hey, hey, hey! Who do I have on the line? Hey. Well, uh, never gets so, old. So me, never gets old. Who, who this is? Who this is? This is Team Isaiah Simmons, numero uno stand, aka oh, Rescue Rant. Rescue Rant, what up, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> oh shit! What's up, buddy? Listen, I just had to pretend like I was taking a shit so I could call you guys in real quick while I'm over here taking care of the kiddos. I want to say what's up, hope you guys are having fun. Oh yeah, man. hey Brandon. Thanks for calling in. Hey, listen, uh, you and I, you and I are going to chit chat about uh, next week because I definitely want you to to get on. Because, like I said, you got the X's and O's, man. You, you, you know, anytime you and I get together on these pods, you, you definitely, uh, you definitely uh, lead the uh, no nonsense stuff as opposed to my stupid ass. So, um, but hey, man, you took uh, over. Let, you took over with the anti tight end. You took over with the anti tight end talk. So I, I didn't even need to say anything. We're good. I, you know, listen, <laughs> listen. I mean, the whole tight end situation. Like, I, I know this is like something that people want to talk about, but dude, every single one on the roster fucking sucks. Like, not one I'm excited about. So it's like I don't even want to fucking talk about it. But I mean, since we were on the subject. Since we were on the subject, uh, you know, Brandon, I know you're super fucking upset that we didn't get Isaiah Simmons. I know for a fact that you thought we had a legit shot at number two at getting Simmons. But why don't you talk about your other favorite guy, uh, Sprinkle? I mean, it, 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 isn't he your favorite tight end? Oh, he's the, he's the best tight end since tight ends were invented. Um, but no, I, I think Sprinkle's a guy that they're going to roll with. I mean – what I think about Ron so far, the only thing I've been able to pick up about his approach is he's taking that shotgun approach. He's throwing, you know, four or five guys out of position and just saying, go compete. Like, I'm going to take whoever is the hardest playing best player out of this group. We have, what, like four or five tight ends. I think we have like five or six running backs now. So he's, he's, he's not bullshitting around where before we had these guys kind of like guaranteed you could do a 53-man roster right after the draft. Right now, we've got a lot of position groups that are going to actually have big battles. Um, I think Sprinkle and Thomas are going to be the guys. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Thomas just because he's so raw. Yeah! But, that's what, dude, this think is that, not rehearsed. This is not rehearsed. That's what, dude, that's yeah. No, I just think, I think, I think they like his measurables. We don't really know. They haven't really spoken about the guys that they like so much because they were keeping their cards so close to their vest. I also don't think it's like a big deal. I don't think they're going to build their offense around Logan Thomas either. Whereas before with Jay, we were super focused on tight end position because we were like, hey, Jordan Reed's our best weapon. We need a bomb-ass tight end because if Jordan Reed goes down, da-da-da-da-da. I don't think we're going to have that same reliance when on Jordan Reed position. <laughs> yeah, not if, when, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we, we talked about it on our show too. Um, I know he, he – the other Tony's not a big fan of, of Sprinkle, but like he he does have questionable hands here and there. But when he goes in, he does convert some some third downs for us. He he's reliable he's and, and, and he's bad. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just because we we ha- we don't haven't had a guy who can stick the position. When Vernon Davis wasn't in and Sprinkle lined up, I was like, all right, he can get he can somewhat get open. But going like my thing is, 
with this off season, I definitely see with all the cap space them trying to maybe push in that position. But with the, it seems like they're just they want blockers. They have enough people in the backfield that they can rotate running backs all game long and and just pound and pound and pound and pound and and maybe not make a rookie not rookie but like a second year quarterback who not really experienced the position have to throw forty five times a game. I mean, let me let me throw my opinion in, in here on Sprinkle. And, I mean, everything that you guys are saying is legit. It sounds super fucking smart. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't even support the guy because his fucking last name is Sprinkle. Are you fucking serious? Like, like you can't even get a fucking jersey. Like, how are you going to get, like, who are you going to get? Sprinkle on the back of the jersey? Like, I can't even take that shit seriously. And then, and then like, if the dude scores or catches the first down, he does that little – he does that little sprinkle fucking motion. Like, bro, get the fuck like, out of here like with that dumb that shit. I like, do, I like doing that with him. I, I think it's fun. I like doing it with him. Hell yeah, yeah man. It's one of the reasons why I wouldn't cut him. I'm like, dude, I want to do the sprinkle thing. Yeah, hell yeah. Why? Let me ask, let me ask power, you guys baby. real quick before I hop off here. I honestly didn't even know. That there was a sprinkle thing. That's how how oh, much I I like the guy. That's how rare it happens. <laughs> let me ask before Brandon. I cut out. I want to ask you guys: Do we do we not like sprinkle as much because it's the number of drops, or do they just seem like they came at such critical times? Like he would drop a third down pass that would have been a first, or he'd drop a touchdown or something like that. Is that is that possible or? I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think maybe maybe for for a general consent, like the the general Twitter, you know, fan, you know, you know, they're gonna interpret it like that. I think it's not necessarily for me. I don't even, I don't have any feelings really one way or the other. Like if he if he's the guy, I'm like, all right, let's fucking go sprinkle. Let's see the sprinkle thing. I mean, I'm I don't have a problem with it one way or the other. I, I just want I just want the Redskins to win fucking games so we can get hammered and fucking scream and yell. My, my thing that's about sprinkle is my, my thing about sprinkle is we, we've been there, done that. That that's we we've been there. We have seen what he's about. We know what he's about. I'm not saying he's awful, but I'm not saying I'm impressed either. You know what I mean? Is he the Mason how Foster about, of tight ends? How about this? Oh, 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 oh. That was Brandon, listen. Listen, I know I know you need to drop off, but uh, before you go, I, I just I wanted you to hear my assessment on, on, on that amazing question that you have. I don't give a fuck. His last name is Goddamn Sprinkle. Are you fucking serious? Like, I like even if he caught the ball and caught a first down, I just shake my head and I'm like, your fucking last name is Sprinkle. Like, I can't even get over that. Like, I'm just I, I'm to the point where I'm just like, go do your fucking fairy dust shit somewhere else. Get the Back to the line of scrimmage. Your fucking last name is Sprinkle, you oh, asshole. It's hard to argue. Brandon, man, you gotta come. You gotta. You gotta get on for the whole. You get on for the whole shebang next week, man. Come on now. Yeah, you missed French. This time I'll have. I'll have more time. Right now I'm playing daddy duty. I'm doing daddy daycare. So well, I, get it, right now, I get it, bro. I get it, bro. I gotta Listen, do that. I don't like playing daddy life. Brandon, I need a rich versus Brandon. I, 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 that's got to happen. You missed him. He was on about 10, 15 minutes before you called in. So we got to oh, have know. a rich I know. versus I waited. Brandon. I waited to avoid him. I'm, I'm dodging him like I dodged coronavirus, bro. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, Brandon, man, thanks so much for calling in, bro. Like I said, you, you've always been a part. This BBU is you, man. This is, you know, this wasn't a uh, – and I know you know this, and you and I have talked about this, uh, you know, 
um, you're a part of this just like anybody else. I mean, you know my, my thought process. I just wanted to get a bunch of Redskins fans involved. There's no such thing as co-hosts. I just want people to call in and have a good time. So uh, I appreciate uh, yeah. you doing that, man. I'll let, I'll let you get back to kid life, but we definitely need to set something up soon. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Take the torch. Run with it. Have as much fun as you guys possibly can. It was great chatting with you guys. I'll be listening. I'm taking care of these kiddos right now, so keep enjoying it, fellas. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right, bro. All right, brother. We'll let you get going. See you, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, there's definitely no co-host. Shit, I just don't have anything better to do. I don't feel bad about when, waiting to you know, tight ends up now. <laughs> like, that, I didn't know you felt so strongly about Sprinkle. Jesus Christ. That Let me tell you how much I feel about Sprinkle. Let me tell you how much I feel about Sprinkle. If I was at OTAs and he was the only guy signing autographs, I would pull my fucking little mini helmet from his hands and be like, nah, you're not signing that gay-ass name on my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is the Bergen, the essence of burgundy banter unfiltered. We can, we can get his true feelings and how, like, how it really affects him all the way to his core. Sprinkle is the name. Of I mean, football. can you imagine though? I bring that fucking helmet home. I set it up, you know, near my TV, and and people that don't even like the Redskins come over. Is like, who who signed that? And I'd be like, oh yeah, this dude named fucking Sprinkle. They're gonna look at me and be like, kind of gay fucking shit is on the Redskins. Like, I don't need a bad image. Like, I just I don't need it. <laughs> but he was, a, so, he was a super nice guy, though. Like that's how yeah, he was. Story. <laughs> he was super cool. Like he, he did the sprinkle thing. It was awesome. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, 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 sit down for a minute. Let me show you a YouTube video of Sprinkle. Man, he's a really great guy. Hey, and, well, and then next thing you know, I show. Hey, I got a debate for you. What's worse, the sprinkle thing or the Matt Ian and I, I whatever his dance? The Matt I don't care about that. But I'll be honest, well, the debate is this. I don't really care about that situation, but I don't want him signing my helmet either with that ugly ass last name. That shit'll look fucked up. Like I what if my people what if, hold on though. What if my people come over and they're like, oh, who signed that helmet? And I'm like, Matt, Lee, Ionida. And they're like, who the fuck is that? And I'd be like, some fucking guy that I can't even pronounce his fucking name. I don't want that ugly ass name on my helmet either. So it is what it is. You guys can talk about the X's and O's about. Haskins a good name? Yeah, Haskins is a good name, although his signature's fucked up, but at least you can read hey, do you, do you it. Hey, so. do you know that you and, do you know that you're, you and Haskins share, share a birthday? Did you know that? We share, really? His birthday's May 3rd? Yeah, May 3rd. May 3rd. Haskins' oh, birthday. Fun fact, I brought, just for this show, boom. There you go. Drop Damn. There that, that, yeah, now I feel like a, uh, like, man, well, like, he, maybe I'm not as good a friend. I didn't know what your birthday was. Well, I've been Twitter, fucking talking about it on Twitter. I mean, I think I said the other day that, you know, uh, 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 on on the day of May 3rd that God created awesome or something like that. I don't know. Probably didn't even tweet that at yeah, all. I'm just thinking that in my head. About you. No, that's, that's, cool, though, man, that's awesome. 
It, it was gayer than the sprinkle thing. Well, yeah, you so, did. We, we actually talked about. We actually talked about hey, our show. Anybody if that if wants you, to get like Keith a birthday present, get him a signed mini helmet of either Matt Iabajabanitis or his even better Jeremy Sprinkle. Let's Happy birthday! I don't want any. You can, I don't you can want send any, any sprinkle material over to Frozen the, the Warpath. I'll take it. Look, look, I don't want any of these fucking guys. <laughs> I don't want any of these well, fucking yeah, we, guys even following me. Anytime that these fucking <laughs> guys follow me, something bad happens to their fucking career the next year. I mean, RG3, Junior Gallette, um, Will Compton, that guy's out of there. I mean, um, I mean, I, I can keep naming. I mean, and now you got Darius guys who fucking hates me, and I and like I'm trying to tell the guy, hey, I'm a nobody. Why are you even wasting your time? But anyways, I, I'm not salty about that either. But you know, but then if I well, reach out to Haskins, shit autographs. You talk about shit autographs, like you were talking about Haskins autograph, whatever. Man, I. I remember going to uh, – I used to go to a – I told you about this. That my cousin is a huge Eagles fan, and I, we would go to the Redskins-Philly games almost every year in Philly. That, and that was back before the link when still going to Veterans Stadium. Oh. And, like, he knew where to wait for the players to come in and out. You know, like, you, you could actually approach the players as they're walking in the stadium. And he he went he Donovan McNabb was the quarterback then he you know he went over to get get his autograph and he come back he come back and he he was all excited and he I was like I was like, let me see it and he showed it to me and it was like a upside down curly fucking C like what the fuck is that that does he just scribbled on it like that's that that like don't even take the time to sign like even put a fucking D. You know, yeah. it's like a cur- like a look like a pubic hair. Nah, nah, nah. I, because like these guys sign thousands, their names thousands of times. Like you have to find a shortcut to your name. You can't write every letter. Like I'm so, well, you can't. If you they can't do look like shit. Team. I understand they look like shit, but it it is what it is. I think. I think that the the good autograph that you get is uh, when the guys are getting paid. Their paid gigs is when uh, that's when you're going to get the the best looking signatures. Um, I, I think it's actually in the contract where they they can't do that e- initial shit that they w- would do on a normal basis. I I, I totally get it and understand. Um, you know, if I were in their position, like you said, signing you know, a thousand times a day, I I would just be initial signing too, and you know, fucked up shit. But uh, anyway, so not not to not 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 to gear, you know talk, talk uh, or get away from the whole autograph thing. Um, but I I do like the idea that Haskins and I share a birthday. So now I'm gonna have to reach out and and uh, see if I can get this man to follow me. Um, just hopefully his career isn't ended the next year. But uh, Tony, you know, while I have you guys on the yeah, cronies, while I have you guys you know on the line, uh, you know. Uh, for one, I, you know, I know you guys had your show tonight, uh, you know, and you guys uh, recorded an episode. Um, I did get a chance to, to, to listen to the first episode. Loved it. You guys killed it. Um, what were some of the things that you guys discussed on your on your show tonight? Well, tonight tonight we just touched on uh, some of the Sheehan conversations with Ron Rivera um, about uh, when he talked about Haskins and. Um, he talked about uh, a little bit on Kevin or, uh, Kyle Smith, and he mentioned a few things like um, 
it, with with Sadiq Hines, Charles. What was that? Uh, it, Sadiq Charles too in that interview. I, I, we were talking about yeah, we talked about it too. It was, it was a great interview. Yeah, that was it covered a lot, and I mean, it's it's we keep saying it. It's just nice to have adults in the building. It's 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 definitely refreshing, not to have these jackasses like like with Bruce Allen where he turns down a first round draft pick, where he threw that at the end of the, at the uh, conversation with Sheehan, how there was a first round draft pick on the table for Trent Williams and it was turned down for some reason. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Or other Tony, because you can have other Tony do it, too, if he's still on the line. Uh, he was really good at his yeah, last episode. Shoot out shoot out your podcast. What, uh, you, you guys are bros on the Warpath, and um, uh, give me all the info. Yeah, bros on the Warpath. You can find us on pretty much every major uh, podcast platform. Uh, you search IWEP Network or just go over on Twitter, and we always have our latest episode pinned to the top of our Twitter page. Um, we're also on uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, as Bros on the Warpath. Um, we try to do a weekly show. Um, we'll, we'll, we're on our. We just recorded, and the third the third episode is posted right now, so you can definitely go check it out. Awesome. See, I gotta. We we gotta get good like that, uh, Zeke. We gotta. We got to figure out how we can sound professional because I ain't got no fucking Instagram. I got a Facebook that no one cares about, and a Twitter. I I run I run five podcasts, and then I and then I also like I have I have a network, so they're all on the same network, and I have social medias for everyone. So I'm an I'm an idiot. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> like, what do you do? Well, like, what do you do outside? Like, I I have to know. Like, what do you do outside of like what's your job? What, like, I, got uh, I work. I work for. A, I work for a school, so I help recruit people to school. Okay, there you go. I'm, I'm like, making. I'm, really, I'm making it sound as cool as possible because if I if I say how I actually think about my job, I'll probably get fired. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Enough. Enough said. Moving on. Yeah. Well, well hopefully listen, this podcast Tony's... thing works out. I don't have to go to work anymore. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, Tony, listen, uh, the show's going to be wrapping up here in a few minutes, so I'm going to let you guys go. And I definitely appreciate you guys calling in, uh, showing us the support. Um, we definitely want to do the, you know, the same for you. Like I said, uh, I'm a firm believer, uh, you know, uh, everything that we do, we're all trying to, to do the same thing, talk Redskins, enjoy conversations. And I'm all about supporting other people and the things that they're doing as well. I think there's a pain for us in this business that we all need to, to get a hold of. So great uh, first episode. I personally can't wait to listen uh, to your second episode. And, uh, you know, next time you guys call in, I definitely, you know, let's dive a little bit deeper on, uh, you know, some of the stuff that, that you guys are talking, you know, about as well. Um, appreciate you joining the show for sure. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. And anyone who's on Twitter care, that wants fellas. to do the same thing, we're always open to let people join us as well. So just shoot us a message. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. All yeah, right, Tony. Absolutely. I'll let you guys get going. I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. There you go. Deuces. All right, that was pretty cool that they call in. Uh, love those guys. Hey, um, Zeke. They're awesome, man. Guys, they're awesome. uh, yeah, they they're great, man. They you know they came in on the first episode and you know wanted to show us a little support. I mean, we didn't have any phone calls then. Um, you know, they jumped in and uh, added a lot to the show, um, saved it from being a total, complete shit show. Um, so I definitely appreciate <laughs> them, you know, coming in. Um, you know, but listen, guys, too, I also want to shout out uh, uh, Steve 
um, so to speak. Uh, I, I don't want to say the wrong name because I actually forget. It, if you guys know off the top Burgundy of your head. Bros. Burgundy Bros. Bros. 21. Right. At Burgundy Bros. 21. Yeah, give their – you, you have the other information. I know that they said that they were going to start their show. Um, I, I, I forget May who 4th. the co-host was. May 4th. Yeah. May 4th. Uh, do you guys know who the co-host was? Uh, uh, sport. Oh man, uh, sports couch dad. I think. I think that's. And then what it was. I think Rod. Yeah, that's, or Rod. that's what he said. But then when I found the guy on Twitter, it was actually Redskins Couch. So I think he recently changed his name. It's at Redskins Couch. So I DM'd oh, with okay. him a little okay. bit today, and he's a very cool dude. Um, I wish them the best of luck. I know Steve personally. Very nice guy. Very smart individual, and he works hard at this. So if we're giving Steve a shout out. I want to be first in line. Like, I, I have been supporting uh, LTR for – I've been giving them shout-outs as much as I can whenever I'm on the air anywhere. And uh, those guys are just great. And if, and the Chris guy that <clears> – I'm <throat> sorry, his, uh, his former partner, super great guy. Uh, he's moving on with uh, what, Rod? Is his name Rod? Yeah, yeah I, I guess think it's, it's Rod, yeah. Rod Murray, I believe his name is. Uh, I'm expecting big thing out of them. Like I, I wish them the best of luck because uh, just knowing yeah, Steve. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll definitely yeah. be good because Steve's he's great, man. He's he's a great guy. He's absolutely uh, he cares and he you know you, 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 it comes through and he's not like he's not over the top rah rah either. He'll give you a straight opinion. We don't always agree, but we all, but it's always re- we respectfully you know disagree and that yeah that, that they're going to be great too. Yeah, Steve. I don't. I don't have a ton of interaction with Steve, so to speak. But anytime I've ever uh, tweeted about the things that we were doing, Steve was one of the first guys to like and retweet. Um, you know, our yep. show uh, from the past, and and, and I hundred percent appreciated that because, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of you know everybody and their brother has a podcast. We all know that. I mean, let's not, you know, let's let's be real here. But you know, they they entered into the, the Periscope world and were, you know, doing shows like that, which I thought was really cool, you know, having the face-to-face interaction and, and being able to, uh, you know, uh, type out to those guys and, and have them answer the questions. So, you know, the, the, the concept and the content that they brought with uh, LPR was, you know, pretty super cool. And uh, Steve's always been a friendly guy. And, you know, it, 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 I felt bad today when, you know, I was on there and, uh, I had mentioned, you know, something about our show or whatever, and then that prompted him, I guess, to to talk about the show. And really, it wasn't about us; it was about what he's going to be doing in the future. And he still mentioned our show, and it just, you know, again, I don't personally know him, but it showed the the, the type of character, you know, that he is. Because at the end of the day, he's just like like all of us. We're all fans, and we all want to discuss things that that we're passionate about. So. I appreciate that. And if anyone who listens to this cast, definitely uh, you want some more insight and great skins con- uh, content, um, you know, Steve is the guy to go check out for sure. Uh, and, of course, his partner. I don't know his partner, but I, I'm assuming if, if Steve uh, and him are together, uh, um, you know, it's for good reason. So I, I definitely wish them the best of luck as well. Well said. So, yeah, yeah, well I, I, yeah. I'm right, right on there with you, uh, right behind you, Keith, on that. Yeah, and I, when he was in the, uh, luckily, I, I, I've got to hang out with him uh, at the draft party last year at the uh, Goat, and I mean, I spent a lot of time talking with him, and and of course, and I'd been, you know, in on the shows too, and it's 
funny you talk about that because I like today when he had his announcement at twelve. I mean, I was busy as hell today, but I like I I jumped on and got in there. And when at once he dropped the May fourth thing, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, just if you need something to keep you busy, you know, I I mentioned the show too, and and it was almost like he immediately shouted it out. So, I, man, I, I definitely appreciate Steve. He, he's a great guy, really is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, guys, uh, we got a little bit of time left, but I'm gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Um, first things first, Zeke. Uh, of course, I appreciate you jumping on, taking the time. But also, Eric, man, uh, I have to tell you, you know, I I want to say a few things before we let Eric get going too. Um, you know, Eric, you know, in the beginning, man, you know, I understood what you were all about. It's just I needed people and you yourself I needed you to understand what kind of person I was and what I'm actually all about and once you did that you and I you know kind of became super cool but one of the one of the things that I want to say about uh you know Eric too is he has always been from the day one that I've uh, known him from the Twitter world a selfless individual I have never seen someone that would be willing to give up as much as he's given up to do things for other people, um, you know, families, kids. I mean, you know, let's let's talk about in the, you know, uh, when he was big into, you know, being uh, uh, kids with cancer, and then, you know, now he put his focus on, you know, COVID nineteen. Uh, the guy put a Doug Williams jersey, you know, from his personal collection. I mean, him and I talked about a little bit of his collection in the past, and he's putting his personal, you know, collection of stuff. And, and one of the things he said to me is man, this isn't shit. I can get this any other time, you know? And I, I tell you that that stuck with me to this day because I have never seen someone so selfless to want to do these things, you know, to, to help people out. And Eric, I, you know, man, people love you out there, dude. And you know, one thing well, I, I want to put you, it into perspective though, because my wife tells me the same sort of things, but not, not as nice as you just did. <laughs> but, uh, but she tells me about the autographs and stuff. And uh, uh, the way I feel about the stuff is if there's a person in need, um, this stuff is just sitting in boxes and in the corners. And if we could raise money or do anything to help out somebody, then I don't see how possessions mean anything. Like I was born in a very uh, poverty-stricken place, um, and I, I have been blessed by working hard to get to where I'm at and I'm not rich, but I definitely am not where I was born from. And, uh, given, so I, I kind of walked in those people's shoes. So when people need help, I have no problem giving up anything because I've never had anything. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not attached to these possessions at all. Um, it's, uh, I'm blessed to be able to be in a position to do, uh, things to help other people. And that's just basically what it is. And then another part of me, every one of us Redskin fans have been through the ringer, okay? We've been through the ringer for the last 20 goddamn years. And every one of us deserves at least one piece of memorabilia, a piece of this team, because we are this team. Like, players come and go. But us guys like us and guys who are listening, we are Redskin Nation. And we all deserve a little piece of this. The only way I can give it out equally is to do a random raffle. And that's what we do on Deers and Beers' uh, Twitter account. So if you're not following us and you listen, follow. And we have free raffles. Uh, Sometimes we do dollar raffles if we have a charity in mind. 
but uh, mostly we try to do things for free. Um, nothing is uh, certified because I meet the players in person at OTAs and training camps and, and things like that, so I don't ever have them JSA certified, but they are all legit autographs. So if you want they're to get involved, certified. Get they're certified. They're absolutely certified. Your your beautiful face has been seen many times <laughs> in and around the players. Nobody needs to question the authenticity of anything. My main man Eric has. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're one of the. They don't make they don't make many like 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 you, man. They really don't. I to, I've told you this before. You know we. Like, once yeah. I started doing the whole Twitter thing, there was, like, a handful of people that I kind of hit it off with right away, and two of those people are on this line right now. And I had a very much different opinion of Keith until I met him at the game. And yeah. after that, from that moment, what, we were friends. Anybody that has anything bad to say about Keith, I will defend Keith. As, but I have a Absolutely. full-time job, so I can't hit them all. You know, I can't hit them all. I got a full-time <laughs> job. But, but I try, Keith, I do. But when you meet Keith in person, man, you know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is, dude. It is what it is. I don't know what to tell you, man. Well, I mean, like I said, I know we're having a love-making session here, but, you know, uh, yeah, Eric, you know, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll keep rubbing it. But, you you know, you and your wife uh, have definitely uh, done some <laughs> uh, really nice things. Uh, really no nice problem. things for, you know, my, my family and I, uh, you know, specifically. I mean, you even sent you know, some Jordans to my kid. Um, you know, I did? just you guys. Yeah, I did? yeah, yeah. I... Yep. Your wife must have packed them in and, and uh, didn't tell you. But, um, yeah, she, you know, the, sent some shoes. And, you know, yeah. after our situation that happened, um, you know, I, right. I could thank you enough, man. And like I said, you're one of the most genuine dudes that I'll ever know. And you changed my aspect. Uh, my outlook on on the raw raw fans. Not that I thought bad about raw raw, you know, or thought horrible things about raw raw fans, but you've changed my aspect because at the end of the day, I see all the great things that you're doing, and just from me to you, man, I will always support you for those good things and anything that I can help I with. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I definitely it. will, and I know that I haven't, I haven't as of recent, but I will. Um, it's definitely going to happen, well, and uh. Man, I, I couldn't thank you enough for coming on the show. You definitely uh, uh, added awesome value to it. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys' invitation. Um, I'm not promising. Like, I, I feel like I will call in again because this was a great time. I really do. I like both you guys. Um, so, thank you very much. And I'm going to let you guys go on that note. All right? All right, man. All right, That's H- awesome, buddy. Thanks a lot. Yep. HTTR. HTTR, buddy. And I never really say that. Uh, what a great guy, man. What a great show, Zeke. I mean, you know, like I said, you never know how these things are going to go when we're winging it. But, man, you know, I don't mean to I, – I, I don't know if I'm going to go back and listen to the audio on this one. But, man, uh, other than the whole live aspect of it, uh, I love it, man. I, I want to keep doing it. So, I think we should. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And, I, and the, our, you know, we got good chemistry. And I – when Brandon, when when we get Brandon on, when he when he's available, that like that's gonna work just like a like a machine too. It's yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We don't have any kind of script. We 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 want to hit on a couple of different things, but we don't have a agenda. We're just letting the conversation carry its way. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank Rich for calling in. I want to thank the Tonys for calling in. Uh, I know a lot of other people said that they were going to call in, so I'm going to go fucking uh, punch them in their face on Twitter uh, and call them pussies for not calling in. 
Um, I'm still waiting for people to call in and cuss me out. Like the challenge is out there. Like all these people are like, ah, I can't wait to tell you to go fuck yourself. Well, where are you at? Where are you at? Because I want it. Bring it. I'm focused on that, it. Well, I want I, it as, as all the kids say, uh, it's the boomers are in bed. Oh, uh, that's true too. Well, anyways, all right. Well, I'm gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, Redskins Nation, if you look all the way through. Uh, I definitely uh, appreciate it, uh, and like I said, we're going to keep doing this damn thing for as long as we can. So, uh, on behalf of Zeke, on behalf of uh, Keith, BBU, we out of here. Peace.